Yeah. So um, I guess well, there's lots. There was lots of great things. I think, but I think probably the, the best thing about being involved with this club is just kind of builds that sense of community. You know, and and this is very powerful because a lot of a lot of queer people, you know, they, they may not be accepted by their families. So this community is kind of your chosen family. You know, there's no judgment. You know, in the words of Kesha, we are who we are, and this this club really provides that space that you can just yeah be who you are, which is which is awesome. Welcome back, everyone, to the Pride and Puck podcast. This is uh, episode number six, and today we've got a guest um, who's coming all the way from New York City, and that's Meredith Lithgow. How are you? I'm doing well. We're doing well. Thanks for having me. I hope I got your last name correct. <laughs> yeah, Meredith Lithgow, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I forgot to ask you before the podcast started. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, got, you killed it. <laughs> So what's what's summer like in New York City? Yeah, it's nice actually. It's it's been quite hot. It's about 35 30 to 35 degrees. So um it was nice nice to move here and just kind of get out of Sydney winter. So not that Sydney winter's bad, but yeah, it's nice to have some summer days. Yeah, I had um cuz I'm down sort of um south of Melbourne and mm-hmm. I jumped in the car jumped in the car the other day it was I had on my dash zero degrees so it's de- it's definitely cold here oh gosh that's cold <laughs> yeah but yeah it's, fu- it's funny you mentioned Sydney because I've seen videos of people at Bondi Beach swimming so it can't be too cold in Sydney yeah no, Sydney winter's <laughs> actually quite nice it's, yeah we can't complain <laughs> um so tell us about your move to New York because you're you're doing a PhD there yeah, so I'm I'm a podiatrist and I'm doing a PhD. Um, but yeah, I'm doing the PhD through La Trobe in Melbourne. But yeah, I've just moved here for a couple of years and um, just doing it remotely. Um, and and just tell us about Meredith, I suppose. Um, what was sport like growing up and things like that? Yeah, all right. Well, I'm I'm, I'm originally from Adelaide, so uh, I lived in Sydney for about the last seven years, and then yeah, so I just moved to New York about two months ago. Um, yeah, I guess I started playing ice hockey at 27, so later in life, so about six years ago. Did Did you know about hockey um, before you started playing? Or did you know that the sport was sort of around, especially in Australia? Yeah, yeah, I've always, I've always loved ice hockey, sort of um, growing up when I, when I was younger, I played inline hockey. Um, so I kind of had this, the skills in skating, and it just wasn't, uh, hadn't been on ice yet, so... Yeah, when I was 27, <clears throat> I just wanted to start a new sport. So I thought, you know, why not ice hockey? But yeah, you're right. In Australia, people sometimes look at you a bit funny when you say you play ice hockey. Um, it's not the most common sport. But yeah, they just don't know how fun it is, I don't think. But um, but yeah, so it's I kind of started by going to the ice series on Monday night, just like to learn to skate. And then, yeah, once you learn how to stop on ice skates, that's kind of the hardest part. And then you just sort of throw yourself into it. So then from there, I joined the, the freshman league. Um, so that's ISO, which was a really fun beginner league in Sydney. Uh, and then eventually I joined the, the beginner league. So this is another league, um, which is really fun. And you get a free beer after. So, yeah, you can't, can't go wrong with that. 
Well, stopping stopping on skates has always been my problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the hardest part. <laughs> once you get that, though, I think it's uh, that's once you learn how to stop. I think you know the rest you can learn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite funny too because when you were talking about hockey in Australia, um, people just think of Australia as like sunshine twenty four hours at twenty four seven and and beaches mm-hmm. and yeah, they don't think about ice sports, I suppose. Yeah, not at all. But there's quite a few Australians who do who do play. I've, I've met a couple over here in New York, but um, yes, yeah, sort of. Is this a sport you don't grow up playing as much? Yeah, I noticed, and we'll get into it a little bit later. But I noticed, um, as soon as you moved to New York, you pretty much got into the. It looked like you got into the hockey scene over there. Yeah, yeah. So I um I, I moved two months ago. So kind of straight from the get go, I just wanted to find some ice hockey. So. Uh, when I first came, I joined up with the Hard Pass League. Um, so that's run by Jade at the Ice um, City Ice Pavilion. Uh, and, yeah, that was awesome. Really inclusive and accepting club. It's a lot of fun as well. You get unlimited drinks and snacks at the end of the game. So that sort of helps to build that community within the ice hockey. And then um, and then I also started up with the NYCGHA. That's the, the New York City Gay Hockey Association. Um, yeah, so this is great. Like this is an LGBTQI plus organi- hockey organization running for 20 years. So yeah, it's pretty cool to see an entirely queer friendly league, you know, with five different teams, um, you know, which anyone can play. So one day I hope sort of Sydney gets to that where we can have an entire queer league because yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, that's really cool. And for 20 years, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so how did you find Harbour Lights? Yeah, so um, I started, so Stuart Ridley first hit me back up in 2021. So that's when the Harbour Lights first began. And yeah, I really, I love the creation of the Harbour Lights. You know, I'm a big supporter of like all LGBTQI um, sporting clubs. So yeah, it was, it was just really special to join this. It's kind of combining my love for ice hockey um, but also providing a safe space for, you know, all genders and sexualities. So, yeah, it was, it was important because um, this is, I guess this is important because it provides that safe space and people can join and be accepted for who they are. I, I asked Stuart to come on this podcast and, and Stuart said, I've spoken enough. I, people don't want to hear my voice, <laughs> voice anymore. <laughs> well, he's, done, he's done a lot for the community, so it's great. <laughs> yes, yeah, Stuart's terrific. Um, and you're also part of the um the World Pride Games. Did you play in the World Pride Games? Yeah, I did. Um, oh, it was that was bloody awesome. It was it was great, especially because obviously Sydney we had World Pride this year. Um, so lot, there was lots of events going on, and there's lots of queer sports being played. So yeah, so I played in the the Pride on Ice hockey tournament. So this kind of had people from Harbour Lights, Southern Lights. Um, we even had some like, international people who were here for World Pride. So, yeah, the games themselves were a heap of fun. Um, we had all these LGBTQI plus coloured jerseys um, from different parts of the queer community. Yeah, it was, it was really special just to see this whole hockey tournament dedicated to our community. Yeah, the jerseys are awesome. I think there was a there was a bisexual one or looked like a bisexual one. Yeah, yeah, there was. With the bike, great. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I wanted to get my hands on one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to hit up Stuart. I'm sure he's got a spare. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Did you did you did you happen to f- 
come uh, cross paths with anyone that you've met in New York that come over here for for World Pride? Oh, not 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 during the tournament. No, so I didn't actually meet anyone in particular, but I'm sure there's lots of people out there <laughs> because uh, lots of people came for it. So not that I know. <laughs> um and and with Harbour Lights, um, can you tell us about um being involved and sort of what you found um when you first got the Harbour Lights and then being involved for a little for a little while like what what was it like being mm. involved with it for yourself um being involved in an inclusive club yeah so um i guess well there's lots there was lots of great things i think but i think probably the, the best thing about being involved with this club is just kind of builds that sense of community you know and and this is very powerful because a lot of a lot of queer people you know they, they may not be accepted by their families so this community is kind of your chosen family you know, there's no judgment, you know, in the words of Kesha, we are who we are. And this this club really provides that space that you can just, yeah, be who you are, which is, which is awesome. And um, I, I believe that they've, they're, they're slowly building to the Harbour Lights. I think they're actually in a, in a league now. So. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've joined up yeah. to the, the league. So hopefully um, one day we're going to have a whole league. That'll be, that'll be great, but it's, it's good that they're a part of them. Um, another league at least which is great yeah i think it's i think it's good that the growth of the harbour lights i think it sort of shows that um what they're doing up there is is right so more people are getting involved and things like that yeah definitely yeah it's um yeah it's great <laughs> um and you spoke about um in line and um you've been involved in roller hockey as well um mm-hmm. can you tell us about that yeah, so when I um I guess I first started playing ice hockey and kind of got the taste for it and then um while I was in Sydney I I joined up with another league called the Queer Street Roller Hockey um, Chicks Club which is on Instagram and and yeah this is this is awesome it was just a queer league for women um trans or non-binary people um that you'd socialize and play street hockey so yeah it was great actually like I. I really needed this club at the time when I joined. You know, I'd only been in Sydney for a few years and I, I didn't have many queer friends. So it was a really good way that I could find sort of those like-minded people. Uh, yeah, so through this club, I've met lots of great people who have now become some of my best friends. So, yeah, I can highly recommend this, you know, even if you've never rollerbladed before, you know, you're wearing lots of padded gear, there's lots of beginners. So it's a, it's a great way to get into hockey. Um, is the roller hockey scene in Sydney quite big? Uh, I don't know. Like this, this is especially specifically queer club, but um, I'm sure I'm sure there are roller hockey clubs. Um, but yeah, I kind of just started with ice hockey. Just had a, a growing up, I played roller, like inline hockey. So yeah, I like this because it's because it's, it's outdoors. It's like on basketball courts. You know, this doesn't cost any money. It's free. So very like ground roots kind of vibe. <laughs> And just just listening to you talk, it I get the sense, and I get this from a few people, um, not mm-hmm. only on this podcast, but who I talk to are involved in either Harbour Lights or um, mm-hmm. Southern Lights or the Queer Roller Hockey League. That um, finding that community and finding those people is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, it's it's. Um... Yeah, I think it's it, as I said, you may not be accepted by your own family, or um, you know, it's it's just great to 
turn up and know that you know you're with people similar to you and there's and there's no there's no judgment it doesn't matter what your gender or sexuality is um you know you can feel safe and you've moved to new york um was that a bit of a daunting daunting thing to do yeah, a little bit like i I've, I've lived in other countries i've lived in canada before in england so it wasn't too scary like i, I like the adventure of it um, and it's been good. I've come at like an amazing time. It's, there was um, Pride was on last month, so it's been very busy with events. Um, gone to different Pride parades in New Jersey, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, what else? It's just yeah, it's 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 very exciting still. Like I, I even got got to walk in the Dyke March, which was really like incredible and liberating. I met Cynthia Nixon as well, so that was um that was pretty cool. So yeah, I guess it's. It's scary, but I think for me, it's kind of the reason why I went straight to finding hockey clubs is it's because it's a way to make friends. And, you know, you can be a little bit isolated once you move cities. So, yeah, it's it's been, it's kind of a great way to meet meet new people, which is, yeah. And you get to smash pucks against the, the wall. So that's um that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the what's the scene like over there in New York um, in terms of hockey and Inclusive hockey as well, I suppose. I guess I'm guessing it's quite quite different to here. Probably a bit bigger. Yeah, I think there's um there's just like a queer group for everything. Which is <laughs> New York. It's like you know pickle queer pickleball or queer. Um, it's funny. I, I I I always look at what queer groups there are, but um yeah, I think it's probably just a little bit more developed than Australia. So as I said the the NYCGHA has been running for twenty years. So I think um. We're just probably a little bit behind the US a little bit, but um, yeah, I think it's if you want to find a queer sport, you you can find it, <laughs> which is which has been good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's yeah. awesome to have that sort of um, that sort of I suppose access or something that you can actually you know you can find quite easily. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. you sort of you don't get that a lot here. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah. Had you always played sport? Like growing up, was it was it was sport always something that you were comfortable with playing and in, involved in? Yeah, growing up, well, you know, I've, I've always played sport. Um, when I was younger, sort of basketball was my main sport. Um, but I also did tennis and, and roller hockey. But yeah, I was thinking. Interestingly, you know, um, I think one thing that wasn't really present when I was growing up was that that queer representation. That there's starting to be now you know we've seen it with the women's afl and soccer um people are more willing to be out and open um so yeah this is definitely less evident in the male professional leagues you know you look at the nhl and other sports like that there's a lot of stigma about being queer which is yes yeah, it's pretty concerning when you think you know five to ten percent of the population is queer um so yeah a lot of work to be done I think and I hope I hope one day that that population of queer people are better represented in these leagues but yeah it's great this is why I love your podcast you know you're you're promoting the importance of that queer inclusivity um, educating people about queer and safe spaces and yeah hopefully getting people to start ice hockey so I think that's that's awesome yeah I think the I think the NHL I think they're backwards in a lot of ways. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it can be very, um, 
what's the word upsetting, I suppose that because they're the biggest league in the world, obviously, and they're sort of got to set the standard. But mm-hmm. when they're when they're cancelling theme jersey nights and stuff, that I don't think they realise what it means to queer people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's there's a lot of space, like you know, you look at the NHL, NBA, like you know, there's just not you know one also queer person in the league. It's um, yeah, you'd hate to know what kind of homophobia is like deep rooted in that but you you know I think we are changing as a society I think you can see people are becoming more accepting and inclusive so you know hopefully in 20 years time it's yeah it's more equalized in terms of you know how people are queer and that representation in in those professional sports yeah I know I always think there's there would be someone in the NHL who is queer playing at the moment. There has to be. Like there, there can't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, statistically, yeah, there has to be. Yeah, yeah, there has yeah. to be. And and there's and there's people involved, not even on the ice, just involved in administration and things like that. Um, with, yeah. with clubs that are queer, so it's there. It sort of blows my mind where that leadership's not there. Um, mm-hmm. from the NHL. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Um. For yourself, what's the best thing about being involved in inclusive hockey clubs? Um, so what's the best thing that you that you found at Harbour Lights to start with? So, And then what was the best thing that you found since you've gone to New York as well? Yeah, I think um, for me, like the, the, the best thing that I've probably found, I think, as I said, I think it's really just about that sort of community feel and I... I don't know, I think it's, I love seeing just people, You it's in these inclusive clubs, it's not just queer people, we've got allies. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's really cool seeing the younger younger people as well who are, may not have felt safe playing other leagues. Um, it's, it's really cool to see that people who, um, you know, can play as their gender and sexuality and, and feel safe. So I think just sort of seeing that, you know, people can come to hockey and feel safe I think is is what I've really enjoyed um and then also yeah it's just it's just a great way to make friends so again it's just really nice to be able to meet a whole bunch of people you have similar interests um and yeah it's it's a it's a great community to be part of um do you think that one day we could see say Harbour Lights heading over to New York and and playing playing games against these in these leagues and these clubs. Yeah, for sure. I reckon we'll, we'll have to definitely organise that. <laughs> I think um, we can do a little international tour. That'd be great. <laughs> um, we'll to... Being part of the, the Harbour Lights um, and these inclusive clubs, um, have you noticed um, what it's done to a lot of other people who have come into those clubs um, where they might have, you might have seen a change in people? just from being that acceptance type of thing? Yeah, I think I think from my experience with all the hockeys I've done, it's, you know, people who may not, um, who may be quiet or shy, you know, just, you know, they, they may not feel like, you know, in previous times if they're trans or, you know, they may not have previously felt like they belong in this group. I think it's... Yeah, it's it's really great that people can come on any spectrum on the gender um, spectrum and 
you know, kind of come into their shell a little bit and just come out and be exactly who they are. So it's, um yeah, I think it's just like, it's nice, it's nice to see people just, you know, be who they are and not, um yeah, and just, you know, play sport, have a great time. And sort of people, I think, come out of their shell a little bit because they feel more confident. You feel more, yeah, once you feel safe, I think, you can really, yeah, be who you are, which is, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, I think that's the best thing because I think when people think of these clubs like Harbour Lights, they think of them as um, specifically queer. Um, and obviously that's a big part of it, but it's inclusive of everyone. And, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's even for allies to... Um, find a comfortable place to even express who they are, which they might not normally do. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do, you, do you find that a fair bit as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at the the the, uh, the gay league here, you know, I think twenty or thirty percent of people are straight, and I think it's, um, you know, it's 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 great, and I think it's, um, yeah, well, I think it's it's just nice that that they they want to be a part of it, and you know, they may learn something. You know, just even thinking about using pronouns, you know, I think people may misgender people automatically. It's just kind of a something that's programmed into you as, you know, you'll say him or her. But even, you know, playing these leagues, you may pick up things that, you know, you, you shouldn't, <laughs> you should find out what their pronoun is before, you know, gendering them. So I think, um, yeah, I think it, for everyone, I think that that's a really, yeah, you can learn a lot from, from the queers and, and everyone involved. That's um that's yeah that's really cool because I think that's what you've sort of raised there. I think that's a really um important thing these days um pronouns mm-hmm. and getting them right. Um mm-hmm. and it's such a big thing. I think people make a big deal about it, but it's it's just a simple little thing to make people feel more comfortable. Mhm. Yeah, you know, definitely. And I think it's um you know it's you know doing a pronoun round it's you know, it, it takes you know a couple of seconds there's no um and yeah and just to make someone sort of you know feel like they uh are the gender that they identify as it's um I think it's it's really important and it's actually good to see this is happening more often um you know so I think that's you know it might start in these leagues but you can you start to see in other different sports as well which is which is important I know um one of my friends is um identifies as non-binary and and they Mm -hmm. were actually really proud of the women's world cup's going on here at the moment and yeah, um, yeah. and Quinn from the Canadian national team is mm-hmm. um is non-binary and transgender um mm-hmm. and they played in the in the world cup um it'd be awesome to get to that level with hockey where someone is mm-hmm. that is that comfortable um especially like either on the on the men's scene yeah yeah i think um yeah i think the women's kind of it's, it's, it's more common with people being open about their sexuality or gender in women's sport. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Women's World Cup, been, it's been great. I had to, got up at 5 a.m. yesterday to watch the Matildas win, so that was that was great. And tonight I'm going to go I'm gonna go watch the U.S. game. So I don't know if I'm supposed to go for the U.S. yet. I still kind of feel <laughs> like I should be going for Australia, but I'm sure it'll be a nice vibe to watch it. <laughs> I think maybe once you start getting a bit of an accent maybe then you you claim <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'll never lose this Aussie accent it's hard, it's hard to lose i think yeah stick with us everywhere <laughs> yeah i'm actually flying up next next week to to brisbane to watch australia nigeria so i'm pretty excited for that 
Amazing. Oh, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Let's, let's hope yeah. Sam Sam Kerr's cough gets better by by then. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, must be, it must be great to be in Australia for the World Cup. I feel like I'm mean, seeing on Instagram everyone's watching it and it's um yeah, it must be really nice to see Australia play at home. <laughs> incredible. And, it's, and 75,000 people, it, you probably wouldn't think, it's something you wouldn't think of happening like years ago that you'd have that many people um, mm-hmm. to women's sport. But obviously, mm-hmm. if, you give, if you give women's sport the opportunity to breathe, it's going to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been incredible. And it's, um, yeah, I think that's something I've, uh, it's, yeah, you've seen it with the women's AFL and, and soccer, but, you know, other sports, it's it's, it's great yeah. to see the growth. Um. What's the proudest moment you've had since putting on a pair of skates? Oh, good question. Um, I think probably probably playing playing world the World Pride event um, in in Sydney was amazing. And again, I think it was what I really liked about it was I was I remember I remember looking around the locker room and seeing, you know, there was a lot of younger people part of this community, and just yeah, just who. Who may not have joined another league, so it was just great to see lots of beginners, but just people who come and feel safe in in this league. So I think, um, yeah, that made me smile. So that was kind of like a, a proud moment, I think. And I think uh, I think just proud of that that community that's being created in ice hockey. And it was actually quite a big event to put together as well. Um, just from the mm-hmm. outside, obviously, obviously wasn't there from the outside looking in. It looked like it was a really good really good event and very well done um did it did it feel like that for you did it feel like a like a really big celebration and a really good event yeah it was it was incredible like I think um just having so many people there and um you know every year I always volunteer at the the fair day event so the harbour lights has a stall which has all the different sports all different queer sports and I think just being sort of world pride this this year it was just so many it just felt like there was a lot more people there so um you know you're playing in the stadium of you know hundreds of people which is you're not really used to having so many people watch and and you know it's pretty you know low it's it's not high level hockey but you're just getting people who just come want to see the sport see what it's about and I think that was um yeah obviously it was a big event to organize and I think it was um yeah it was nice just to get see that people are interested in ice hockey and um, you know, hopefully people might watch it and think they, they can play too one day. And you get to feel like a bit of a hockey star for a for a day <laughs> or two. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was great. <laughs> um, for queer people looking to get into sport, because obviously um a lot of queer people don't they don't they find it very intimidating, the sporting space. Um as we, as we talked about, they um in the locker room and just the language around sporting clubs. I still hear it now with certain sporting clubs that I, um, mm-hmm. I'm involved in and things like that. Uh, what would what would you recommend hockey um, for for queer people or um, to get involved in? Yeah, well, you know, we we know ice hockey it can be that safe space for people. You know, especially at that community level when you're when you're starting out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great. It's it's a really good way to exercise uh, and. I guess, yeah, you know, you, as you're making friends, which is which is great, and uh, there's something liberating about just smashing pucks around the ice and smashing into people, and, a, and 
you know non-contact way but it's um yeah this is it's just it's a fun it's a fun sport to play <laughs> um and before i let you go is there anything that you'd like to plug um for yourself or um uh, any leagues or anything you're involved in now uh, where they where they could find yourself or or, or the leagues and clubs yeah, well, um, besides obviously recommending the Harbour Lights and the Street Roller Hockey Chicks Club, um, Hard Pass and the NYCGHA, um, I, I would also like to recommend a group. I actually started with a good friend of mine, Mel, uh, and this is called the, the Queer Dog Walking Club on Instagram. <laughs> so it probably should be called the Sitting Club because it's um, we don't do much walking. But, yeah, it's, just a, <laughs> it's a dog group that meets in Sydney Park um, in Sydney on Saturday morning. So, you know, if you like dogs or you just um, or you don't have a dog, just come along anyway and you can meet a whole bunch of other queer people um, with some dogs. <laughs> um, have they got um, have they got Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. We've got a little Instagram. So, again, it's just another space for people to, to come around. So I'll, uh, I can send you the details. Yeah, cool. Um, well, Meredy, I hope you enjoy um, your New York summer. Um, and the nice warm weather that you got over there at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it'll it'll change soon and you'll you'll have all that snow belting down. Um I know, I know. But apparently it doesn't snow in New York as much anymore. So um it would just be cold and windy, but that's all right. I'm I'm mentally prepared. Sometimes it's nice to wear some winter clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well you should have uh you should have a bit of outdoor hockey time, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a there's a rink down in Brooklyn. It's um it's an outdoor ice hockey rink, and I've actually they do a winter league, and I've never played ice hockey outside. So yeah, I think that'll be pretty cool to be actually playing ice hockey outside in winter. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it'd be a good experience. Something obviously you you sort of can't get here. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um. Well, thanks for coming on the the podcast. Um, I really appreciate all the guests that I have on and I just sort of reach out to people and some people think that they might not have anything to talk about, but before you know it, um, there's like half an hour going past and we're just having a general chat about hockey and why everyone loves it and why these inclusive clubs are important to them. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on and um, yeah, good luck with everything in New York and um, hopefully we can catch up at some stage um, in the future. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. So that's episode six done. It's crazy to think that I'm six episodes into the podcast uh, halfway through the year. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying this journey that I'm on. I'm getting some really good feedback from people that the podcasts are enjoyable and people are liking them. So that's really cool. I just want to thank Meredith for jumping on the podcast. Um, bit of a time difference between New York City and Melbourne here. Um, but it was a cool chat. I hope you enjoyed it. I did just getting um, some insights into Meredith's journey into hockey finding inclusive clubs like the Harbour Lights and then moving over to New York City and finding hockey over there and finding inclusive hockey over there as well. So that's really cool. Um, as I say, we're on the socials, so follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Pride Puck Pod. Um, and please like, subscribe, share, tell your family and friends about the podcast and also rate us. That's going to help us grow and, and reach new audiences. Um, so that's, that's really vital if we can get some ratings happening. Um, but as I always say, episode seven next month. And until then, I'll talk to you next time.